Hey, Jason Flatland here. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how this particular type of pain is, in fact, the key to happiness. And you can't be happy if you don't have some of this pain. And that's really interesting because this type of pain here is if you expose yourself to it the right way for the right type of pain, it's going to create a lot more resilience for you as well as a lot more calm, inner peace, and serenity. And the type of pain that I'm talking about is acute pain that has an upside attached to it with a long-term adaptive benefit. Those three things are key. So let's break down and let's examine each of these three things. Let's start with the first thing, acute. You're going to experience one of two pains in your life. There's no ifs, ands, or buts of it. In this human, this material world at least, this non-spiritual world, there is pain. And it'll either be an acute pain or it'll be a chronic pain. And if you completely try to avoid acute pain, you absolutely guaranteed 100% will experience chronic pain. The chronic pain is often emotional at first, and then the emotional can actually create the physical pain as well. But what I mean by that is if you say, listen, it's a lot of effort to go out and you know eat a nice, healthy meal, so I'm just going to take this TV dinner and zap it in the microwave and then eat it, uh, and I'm just going to do that repeatedly, you are avoiding the acute pain of going out there and doing some of the upfront work and the preparation involved. Um, you will get chronic pain. You will not feel good after a while uh, for a variety of reasons, and not all of them just because of the poor nutrition that's involved in this. Uh, you won't feel well because your your ability to be satiated will will increase. You will not be able to be satiated. You will need more, and you will need more, and it will have to become even less a, less of an effort, and will have to become even higher in stimulation in order for you to get that same fulfillment. It's a whole dopamine versus serotonin type of balance here if we want to get on a on a chemical level with these neurotransmitters. So the alternative is chronic pain. So if you have your choice between acute pain, a little bit up front, no chronic pain, or no pain up front, and then chronic pain for a long period of time later, I think we would all choose that answer. And we actually can choose it, but most of us don't have it put that way, so we don't realize that. I'm a huge fan of cold plunges. I think it is the most economical possible way that you can exert safe pain for a very short period of time and get a long arc of benefit, holistic, adaptive, healthy, zen, relaxation, calm. Uh, it seems to both increase your dopamine capacity, meaning that you have now more motivation and willpower. It also seems to increase your contentedness, your serotonin levels, where you feel more grateful for what you have because you just went through a little bit of hell to get a lot of heaven. And so a cold plunge is really powerful from that perspective. The alternative is like a fast food where you get a few minutes of relaxation and delight to the sentence, uh, senses followed by hours of ickiness. Um, if you really stop and pay attention to what goes on in your body after you eat some of these foods, uh, it's hard to be aware of them because the initial sensory overload kind of drowns that out. But just wait a little bit, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Some of you know it, but some of you have habituated it so you don't feel it as much anymore. Um, you adapt to cold. You maladapt to things like fast foods, video games, uh, some of these other highly addictive behaviors. So with cold, you become more adaptive to it over time. You can handle more of it. You still get more benefit from it. But with some of these other addictions, like take gambling, for instance, is you get a little bit of this pleasure-seeking up front, uh, doing practically nothing, right? Picking six numbers or five numbers on a lottery ticket 
is near effortless. It gives you a high dopamine spike. You feel really good in the moment. But then what happens is you can become addicted to that. You'll want that hit again. And because it's so effortless to get it again, and it's so cheap initially, um, both in terms of effort and in terms of economy, in terms of how much you pay for it, what will happen is it will become maladaptive over time the more that you do it. The more you'll quest for it, the less happy you will be from it, the more you will experience that chronic pain. So we want to seek acute pains, not chronic pains, but that doesn't mean that all acute pains are the same. There is acute pain that's good for you, and there's acute pain that's not good for you. So we want to always tie the pain to an obvious upside. There are a variety of different physical exercises that I can engage in an ongoing basis. Uh, There's only a few of them that I can engage that seem to have upside only with almost no downside. Now, Anything you're doing physically that that's going to really help you long term is going to induce stress and inflammation. Those are pains. We in, we induce those in an acute way, but what happens when you're done with the exercise? I know so many of you who go out there and run cuz maybe you were born in the era where the joy of running became really popular, I don't know. And then you don't even enjoy it. You don't get the runner's high. When you're running it doesn't feel good ever. And then when you're done running it doesn't feel good. But you keep doing it because you've been told somehow, some way that this is healthy for you. And whether it's healthy or not, it doesn't matter. There's a million other exercises that you could do that could give the same or similar physical benefits, probably give you an exercise high while you're doing them, at least occasionally. But even if it doesn't, afterwards, there's some sort of halo effect. And so a lot of these things, like I love yoga, but I realized that not everybody does. Some people, they don't have a root canal than do yoga. So find something else to do instead. Uh, that can give you that a little bit of stretching in the moment for a long-lasting increase in serenity. So we have to be careful. We want to pick these things that have the acute pains but have the obvious upside afterwards. Suffering for suffering's sake is not the answer. Um, It's better than not trying to suffer at all. That'll create the ultimate suffering. But misguided to suffer for the sake of suffering and think that's good enough. Uh, Even if things have served you before. So this is the other big challenge. Sometimes the things that once served us no longer do. Uh, I used to be very adamant when I started getting back in shape that I'd get my 10,000 steps in a day. And that was good at the time. I don't care. I don't track steps at all anymore. I don't care about them anymore. Uh, Because that's all I knew at the time and it served me. But then it's kind of like in this Mary Kondo fashion of uh, honor it and let it go free thank it for its services, and then gently let it uh, dissipate without judgment. Uh, Oftentimes, a lot of us just need these updates to our programming in order to move forward, but we get stuck in this old programming where we had this pain that was growing us. It's hit the ceiling, so we're left with just the acute pain without the growth anymore. So, So update your service. I mean, you buy a new phone like every year, it feels like. So you update your phone, so update your own personal internal operating system when it comes to this, right? We want the the acute pains that have obvious upsides and are tied to long-term benefits. Uh, so cutting, for example, is an acute pain. A lot of people have uh, issues emotionally where they can't cope and ways they seek relief is to literally cut themselves with razor blades. I've worked with a couple of people like that. And it was always super easy to gain rapport with them because everybody else in their life would be telling them that they needed to stop doing that. 
And so they were mismatched immediately with, oh my God, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing this, but I don't want to stop doing this. I know I should stop doing this. Duh, you idiot. You don't have to tell me. Uh, but what they, what they miss is people cut themselves because there's an underlining utility there. Because it does provide temporary relief. It does put somebody who feels out of control back in control again. And so I, when I would work with these people, I'd get instant, immediate report. Uh, and then you start to unravel it from within instead of challenge it without. Uh, my point of that is there is benefit to those types of acute pains, but they're maladaptive. They don't scale. More of it would not be better. More of it would be worse. It's a temporary respite. Sometimes temporary is better than nothing. Uh, but we want to look for the long-term benefits. That's why I'm not really big into these adrenaline extreme sports. Uh, like base jumping, where everybody ends up dying eventually, uh, it seems like, sooner than they should, or like climbing Mount Everest. I'd rather read about it than do it. Because um, a lot of these things have the short-term pains followed by short-term benefits, but they do not scale for the long-term. Whereas I could do hot yoga forever. I could see myself being 70, getting in that room, doing 90 minutes, 26 postures, and feeling unbelievable afterwards. I could see that being a thing I could do for the rest of my life. And you see people do it for the rest of their life. That's why it's really cool to look at these exercises and practices where you see 60, 70, 80, 90-year-olds that are doing them and reaping benefits. Those are clues. I always seek those things that are almost impossible, if not impossible, to become addicted to. Like enjoying a sunrise or a sunset. Can you really get addicted to that? Marveling at the beauties of nature, quieting the mind. Can you really get addicted to that, right? Um, looking with pride and, and just feeling so in awe of your children for the beauty that's within them. Like, is that addictive? I don't think it is. So I try to look at the things that it's, it would be impossible or near impossible if I kept doing these within a reasonable zone of health, right? It would be hard for me to become addicted. Those are the clues to these types of short acute pains that have these upsides and can last for a very long time. Uh, the saunas for me is it's 30 minutes at 192 degrees and you sweat it out, but it's also super meditative. It doesn't really create harm for me. I stay hydrated. I know how to do that. I do that every day feels unbelievable, but it is painful for a little bit in the moment. Feel me on that one? Here's the final analysis. Society has built, been built to try to minimize pain more so than ever, which is ironic because we're suffering and in more pain than we ever have emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. The secret to happiness is not to avoid pain. It's to embrace pain, embrace the right kind of pain. Be proactive with your pain. Otherwise, you're at the mercy of it. Which do you think is a better option? I'll see you in the next video.